This is Dawn Schuler, Certified Trainer and Business Consultant at The Schuler Group with the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. Gallup, our wonderful epitome of widely spread surveys, did one of their polls on leadership. And they asked this question, why do you follow the most influential leader in your life? And they sent this to over 10,000 people. Here's what they found. One, the most effective leaders are always investing in their strengths. Two, the most effective leaders surround themselves with the right people and maximize the team along with the individual strengths in that team. And three, the most effective leaders understand their followers' needs. Granted, this survey comes from Gallup, the organization that created the Strengths Finders, now called the Clifton Strengths Finders tool, where the whole premise is about really focusing on your strengths as opposed to your weakness. That trying to fix your weaknesses does not give you nearly the return on investment as maximizing your strengths. So consider that source. Now, with over 22 million surveys and people taking these assessments, they might have a point here that you might want to look at. So that first thing that they found, that the most effective leaders are always investing in their strengths, they weren't taking the time to fix their weaknesses. That's why they brought team members who were more well-versed in those areas. Let those people who love to do those things and who are great at doing those things, do them and leave these leaders, these other people free to do what they're great at. It's part of the whole zone of genius that we talk about, which is work in your zone of genius as much as you can and delegate out the things that are in the other three zones, the zone of excellence, the zone of competence, the zone of incompetence. There's nothing in any of these modalities that says, no, 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 you must go fix all those incompetencies and weaknesses. No, just delegate and outsource and hire out and bring on team members who can do that. Henry Ford was taken to court and the court case had something to do with you, you know, you, Henry Ford, you say you're the head of this, this corporation and you know all these things and why should we trust you? Why, why should you be the head of this? You should be able to answer all these questions. And he said, no, I shouldn't. He said, I hire people to answer those questions. I can get someone on the phone in a moment's notice to answer those questions. Why should I know that? Because I can bring in somebody competent in order to do that. So let's look at those three things again that Gallup found. The most effective leaders are always investing in their strengths. The most effective leaders surround themselves with the right people and maximize their team. 
and the most effective leaders understand their followers' needs. That third one is really interesting, their followers' needs, which means the people on their teams, the people who are following them, the leader. What do they need? Might be different from what they need. Their strengths are certainly different from their own strengths. Their abilities, their zone of genius, are different from their own abilities and zone of genius. So what do they need? How can they meet those needs? Because if they can meet those needs, then of course you've got a happier person on your team who is more engaged, who is possibly and hopefully excited to be doing the tasks and the work that's in that person's zone of genius, in their area of strength. So why not make them happy? Because then they're going to positively impact the whole of the team and the organization. It's really why we say when people thrive, companies thrive. An organization is truly only as strong as its people, its internal people. That organization may have a great product, a great service, a great cause, but if they can't do anything with it, if, they're, if they don't support their people and invest in their people, that product, that service, that cause is going to go nowhere. How many times have we seen where we individuals have invested our time, maybe even our money, our resources into a particular arena and it's gone nowhere? And I would say that it almost always comes down to its people. If you've got somebody who's one just working solo, they're not taking advantage of the team. We're all amazing. We all have that zone of genius and our individual strengths. We all have that. Mine are different from yours. Yours are different from somebody else's that you know. But if I'm solo, then I'm missing out on being able to bring in other people who can fill in the holes that I cannot possibly fill. And if you're used to going solo, operating as a silo, even within a larger organization, where there's not collaboration, there's not teamwork, then you're missing out on what everyone else can bring in. And large corporations, large government organizations are not immune to this. I remember talking to an executive at NASA who said there's all these silos. They don't communicate with one another. You've got one department who's doing really, really well. You've got another department, not so much. But it's because the department that's doing very well isn't sharing best practices, and the department that's really suffering isn't seeing that they're suffering and isn't actually seeing that they could reach out and bring in the strengths, the experience, the expertise of someone else. My guess is that these leaders that Gallup's survey was, was talking about, 
they let go of some of their egos. They realized, one, they couldn't do it all. And two, they shouldn't do it all. And three, they had no interest in doing it all. They were smart and surrounding themselves with people, with teammates, with followers, whom they understood what they needed and wanted and how to motivate them and got their egos out of their own way to say, I am not so good at this. I really need help and I really need to have this this gap filled to really make this effort, this project, this organization soar and be successful. So what might be getting in the way in your particular organization? Whether you as an observer, you as a participant, you as a leader, are there egos getting in the way? Are there individual silos who aren't communicating or working together, sharing best practices? Is everybody united in a common goal? Or are there lots of individual goals and therefore lots of individual agendas? I think that last is probably pretty key. That, sure, everyone has their own agenda, but if those aren't communicated and clear and conscious and intentional and everybody's aware of them, then they're all kind of working under the surface. And what that means is there could be this stated, here's what we're all doing, but then underneath the surface, like the ocean, there's all of these individual life forms doing whatever they're doing. And goodness knows what's actually happening to that main project and that main initiative. So looking at, again, your organization, whether you're simply observing and wishing management and leadership would do it differently, or perhaps you are part of management and leadership and you can do it differently, are there individual agendas? Are there egos involved? Is everyone aware of what the objectives are? Do you know what's going to motivate different people? Do you know what the strengths are of the various people in your organization? Are they being maximized? Are there holes and gaps as far as abilities, skills, strengths? Are you filling those? Or are you just asking people just to suck it up and do what they're actually not really meant to do? I'm hoping I'm giving you some really interesting food for thought. If you'd like to take this discussion a step further, let's have that conversation. Let's talk about what might be getting in the way or how you could make it better, how you could invest in your strengths, how you could surround yourself with the right people and maximize the team, and how you could actually become aware of what the people in your organization on your team need and want. Because when people thrive, companies thrive. So until next time, may you thrive.